Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning we will continue our sermon series on relationship under attack. Relationship under attack. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as Owned But Abandoned. Owned but abandoned. You know, last few weeks we have been seeing how the attacks are coming against our families, especially our against our relationship. You know, today's world is throwing attack in every direction, from every direction, into the relationship, into the families. You know, when we deal with the family at times, most of the time we realize children become the central focus of our family. Now, if we, I talk to you, talk to some of you, you know, why you have taken such a decision to migrate to this nation at this very early, very later stage in your life? You know, the answer I get most of the time is people saying that we struggled a lot in our life. We did not have a good life but at least for our children, at least for the benefit of our children, I decided to come into this nation because this nation, I believe, can offer much better education, much better work opportunity, and so that my children can be established, they can settle down in this nation. So most of the time, we realize that our families are moving forward, working together, and everything is centered around our children. You know, today's children are tomorrow's family. You know, they grow up very fast. And we see they're coming up as young men. Today they are little ones and they, they just come grow as young men and women. And they are very fast. They are going to come up in their career. And we see them everywhere. And we see them taking positions in, in the workplaces. Taking positions in the society and in the church. And you know, tomorrow's leadership is God has given in our hands. So these little children are going to come and they are going to become leaders of this nation. You know, if God willing in the coming days in Canada, who knows, our children may become MLAs and MPs. Who knows? You know, God can raise them up to that level. Because God has a plan always. And with that plan that God has given those little ones, children, in our hands. But if you look at the world today, you know, the world is not really a good place where children can be brought up. You know, the world is today throwing relationship issues into the families. And most of the, most of the time, who is affected is the children. You know, when husband and wife, they go through relationship issues, Children are the most affected. Children are the most affected because of the damages that are coming in the relationship. So today we are going to see how to protect and how to recover the damages that are already caused in our families. Or the damages that are about to come in our lives as our children grow up. How do we handle as a parents? And what are their responsibilities and what are our responsibilities? That's what we are going to say as, as today morning as we title the sermon as Owned But Abandoned. 
the damages are already made in this world just want to you know throw some of the statistics this morning in front of you as we start this sermon the damages are already made in this world statistics say only 34 percentage of the children who are born in america will continue to live with their biological parents through the age of 18 only 34 percentage of children who are born in america they will continue to live along with their biological parents as they pass through the age of 18 only 34 percentage where are the remaining people where are the remaining children by the time they become 80 18 they are out of home they are no more staying with their parents Statistics also say 70% of African American babies, listen to this, 70% of African American babies and 19% of white babies in the United States of America are born of parents who are not legally married to each other. Last week we talked about it, living together. People who are living together but not legally getting married. 70% of the American, African American babies and 19% of the white American, they are living, they are born to parents who are not legally married to each other. Who is the most affected? Children. Children is the most affected. Most of the children of these 70% and 19%, they don't even know who their father is. You know, today God has given us children, God has blessed our families. But this is the damage that is already made in this world. You know, this morning as we studied about this topic, you know, God has given us a responsibility of knowing that our children are living in the midst of all these that are happening in front of our own eyes. And what is going to be the future of our children? How they are going to build their life, how they are going to build their career in the midst of all that is happening to other children. This morning is a question. Now, quickly, I just want you know, to take you to some of the background information before we really dive into this topic. Do you know that the first ever recorded assault against humanity? You know, Satan in the Garden of Eden. He overturned God's pattern of relationship or marriage. You know, the devil that we know today, he's a very great strategist. He's a masterminded and he's very clever. He's very cunning. And he's attacking every family today. He started that in the Garden of Eden. I told that, you know, he, he overturned God's pattern of marriage. What was God's pattern of marriage? God said, I am the head. God is the head of man and woman. And then God created man and he said, you are the head of woman. And again, then God put man and woman together and God said, together you rule over all the animal kingdom. God the father, man and woman and the rest. That was, the God, that was God's pattern of marriage, pattern of relationship. But Satan came and he turned that pattern upside down. And Satan sent an animal first to Eve. A serpent came to Eve. And when the serpent came to the woman, and the serpent counseled her to act independently without consulting his, his, her husband. So serpent came there, and then woman, 
and then man was also deceived and then they felt so sorry to God they found that they disobeyed God God's pattern was God man woman and animal now Satan's pattern is animal woman man and then God you know that we are living in this world today where the pattern of God the pattern originally designed by God for the marriage or for the relationship is turned over you know from a military standpoint it is a great success for Satan Satan's plan was a brilliant plan and he won that and he gained immediate victory but you know what his strategy did not stop his strategy continued first she dealt with the first parents and then he applied the same strategy his tactics on the first children who were born and he raised Cain against Abel and he killed Abel his Cain's brother and eventually he, he incurred a great cost great loss from God and today then you know that continued the Satan's strategy continued generation after generation and today he is very clever injecting that poison among siblings injecting that poison among spouses in order to damage the relationship you know Satan if you turn back and see the Old Testament history Satan has a very great track record you know today he is you know very clever in throwing some of the ungodly philosophies and ideologies that people come out with and Satan promotes and he also advocates these ideologies and th these philosophies in the form of homosexuality we talked about this couple of weeks back same-sex marriage divorce abortion and there's a great welfare for you know for, for those children who are born out of wedlock there is a great welfare given by the nations there's a great support and people are tend to do that people are you know motivated to do that continually there are so many children are you know given birth out of wedlock all these trends together they attack the sanctity of family the sanctity of marriage and who is the most affected is our children is our children you know in a real family setup children are often neglected children are often neglected you know as I speak through I just want you to think about you know your situation in your house today as children grow up you know, they are influenced by this world too much very easily they are influenced by the things around them they what they see today and you know at times we parents we struggle to maintain our relationship as husband and wife and in the midst of it children are growing children are coming up and oftentimes we struggle over as husband and wife to build a family to continue the relationship and most of the time children are neglected children are neglected and children are already in trouble great trouble you know as they become teenage as parents we provide them everything we provide them food we provide them shelter we provide them clothing and we love them we care for them we do everything our best that we can provide we think that we are really taking care of them very well but you know what most of the children if you talk to them they are into either loneliness or some of them are into depression at the age of teens some of them have already withdrawn from the society they want to isolate themselves they don't want to go out 
they want to just cover themselves and just sleep you know a little a few years back we had an opportunity to visit a family in Philadelphia and when we visited that family they said that you know they're he already crossed the teenage he's a well-grown-up boy they said that he's going through so much in his life and we wanted to talk to him and the door was closed the door could not be opened by his father and father had to kick open the door for us to to be let inside and we went inside and I just sat next to him at the cot and he was just totally covered with a blanket he was just lying there when I touched him he was just he felt like a vegetable nothing else vegetable he was hundred percent perfectly healthy physically but hundred percentage emotionally broken down parents are doing good they are earning good amount they are able to provide everything for him but they were about to lose their child and we prayed for them he said no I don't want prayer I know everything I don't want to listen to anything and we went out and we again came back at later time and that time he was willing to dis willing for a discussion and then we discussed with him and I understood his concerns majority of his concerns the reason why he is in that situation parents parents they think that they provide everything but no they could not provide any, anything to him and eventually eventually after much prayer fasting he was brought out and today he is a man of God he's working and also when father says prayer he's the first one who comes and sits there for a time of prayer he made hundred percentage all right thank God children are already into trouble the relationship with parents are already broken they are already damaged to a greater extent you know sometimes you know to add to this sometimes parents they struggle a lot parents are struggling through addiction parents are struggling to some of the bad habits in their own life they are struggling with their marital issues they are struggling with their financial difficulties so in the midst of all this children are affected they already lost the relationship with their parents children really they feel that they are abandoned they are not cared for we find that relationship is already broken and children also developed a negativism towards their parents on the other day I was talking to a girl she said that this is what exactly she said they don't understand what I'm trying to say they're not willing to listen they don't want to listen to me at all what can I do relationships are broken I want you to listen to some of the challenges that teens are going through children are going through these are real life examples real concerns of the teenage children a 16 year old boy comes to the pastor and this is what he told exactly these are his words he came and he told I can't stand my parents I hate my dad I wish I was he was dead in fact I tried to kill him but he's not dead yet words of a 16 year old one afternoon before the pastor I'm talking about some other pastor not me before the pastor gets out of the gets out for a gospel meeting a 17 year old girl came running to the pastor and said my mother has just kicked me out of the house I have no place to go I wish I was dead in fact about a year ago I tried to kill myself I have been under psychiatric care 
can you help me voice of a 17 year old girl a 19 year old comes to the pastor with her problem and this is what she says for the past six years my father has been involved me with me sexually my father is supposed to be an elder at the church and this is what I'm going through can you help me you know this is what is in happening around this world around us today children are targeted children are targeted you know their relationship is broken totally they are torn apart many times you know if you look into each of this case there are few things common number one there are two things that really happened number two there is a serious problem between parents and children there is a relationship issue between parents and children number three they all took place in Christian home they all took place in Christian home you know today it is very important that God has given our children they are so precious in our hands what are we doing with them I want to talk about the importance of parents role this morning next slide please a study reveals that between birth and the age of 21 a child spends around 105,000 hours of awakened time means a child is awake totally 105,000 hours from the birth till the age of 21 I have not verified this number these are just statistics and statistics says out of the 105,000 hours 2,100 hours children are in the Sunday school or in the worship 10,000 plus it should be much a little more 10,000 plus hours they are at the school remaining 92,000 hours out of the 105,000 85 percentage more than 85 percentage of the time children are with the parents this morning the question is what do we do with them God has given us responsibilities concerning our children what are we doing with what am I doing with my son what are you doing with your children in a couple of areas this morning I want to talk about the struggles that children are going through I want every one of you to know these struggles because either you are having a child right now having children right now or you will have children in the future or you may recollect and put everything back as I talk as I talk and throw everything back into your own life and see this that what my parents have done to me probably they did not know the reason why God has brought me into this world probably you may have questions this morning number one children's struggles this is what children are struggling with number one disobedience and disrespect listen to this obedience need to be inculcated at the very early stage of childhood maybe when they are at the age of six months eight months you need to inculcate discipline obedience in their lives Ephesians 6 chapter chapter 6 verses 1 and 3 this is what word of God says children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth <laughs> for whom this scripture is written for whom for children for children do you think any of your children any of your child by studying the scripture is going to obey you no no if you show the scripture ask them to memorize the scripture 
write it down hundred times are they going to obey by reading the scripture no so I would disagree with you and I would say that this scripture is written for parents not for children the scripture is written for parents for you and me children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right listen to this this is what I have put it down with my little experience parents enjoy the disobedience of infants parents enjoy the disobedience of infants parents ignore the disobedience of the toddlers when they grow up as teens parents suffer the disobedience of the teenager and parents visit them behind the bar because of the disobedience of the youth the time when you need to correct your child is at the age of six months or eight months start correcting the child I have seen most of the parents dealing with the child when I come to your house visit I know that parents will say can you take the book from here and keep it there they don't even turn to the parent they'll keep doing what they do they tell that again second time can you take the book please put it down there they don't even look at the parent and I can't say anything and all that I need is I need a cane I need a stick in my hand to discipline that child but I can't do it because I'm not a, his or her parent I can't do that what are we doing with your children this morning this is my question if your child is not listening to you what 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 kind of fool you are what are you doing with your child what are you doing with your child you want to eventually throw him into the prison discipline your child the child is given in your hands knowing that you will discipline otherwise God will bring parents in judgment if child is not disciplined child children obey your parents in the Lord as parents we need to understand if a child is not listening to you once you need to treat the child in a different way you need to bring the discipline in the child it's not that we are trying to be strict over the child we want to make sure because that's a habit that's a habit you know my dad for some reason he brought me brought the discipline in me I can't just sit the one call I need to rush there is no excuse at all whatever age I was in I was beaten many times and one reason I was beaten up when I was as a child one day I just tore a paper page of a book I was beaten for that how can you do that how can you do that discipline bring the child with the discipline no you are busy into something else just don't throw the child and ask him or has ask her to do whatever they want no you need to bring discipline in your child in your child as parents together you know there are times I have seen when one parent is disciplined disciplining the other parent will interfere and stand in the midst and say that no 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 one parent is disciplining other parent is not supposed to involve at that moment you can do it later you can talk to your wife later you can talk to your husband later but when some parent is disciplining the other parent is not supposed to interfere if you interfere there the disciplining is not going to be useful it's just just gets dissolved the child will be very happy because mom is very considerate father is very considerate no you're trying to bring discipline it's very very important 
Proverbs 23, 22 says, Listen to your father who begot you. And do not despise your mother when she is old. You know, there are children. They don't care for their parents. They don't listen to their parents when they become old. And you need to know that it's going to come back to you. It's going to come back to us. If we don't bring them in a disciplined way, one day they are going to neglect you. One day they are going to shout at you, yell at you. And one day you will be thrown out of the house. Who knows? We need to bring discipline in our lives. So it's the struggle that children are going through is disobedience and dis disrespect. Number two, irresponsibility, carelessness and negligence. Most of our children are found irresponsible as they grow up. You may wonder why. You know, they are not responsible. They are very careless. They are negligent. You may wonder why. Scripture says, gives the answer. Proverbs 22, 15. Proverbs 22, 15 says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Can you repeat that after me? Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. How do we remove it? The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Do you have a rod of correction at home? Those who are having little children? Yes? You don't want? Sorry? Oh, you have one? You need one, suddenly. <laughs> rod of correction. It doesn't say that rod of punishment. No. You know, we are misunderstanding that. This nation has misunderstood that. It doesn't say that it is rod of punishment. No. It says it's a rod of correction. It's a rod of correction. Parents, when you go home, do that first. I'm not saying that you are going to hit your child with that, but make a rod of correction. One and a half foot long, and maybe, you know, three inch uh, circumference or two, two inch circumference. Just make that rod and keep it in a place where child can see that rod. That's all you need. That's all I had in my house when Dan was growing up. Really? Yes, we had. And all that, anything goes wrong, any point of time, show him the rod of correction. Look at the rod of correction. That's it. Things will fall in place. But you need to have, scripture says, foolishness is bound up. Why your child is irresponsible? That's how he is. It's not a surprise. That's how God made him. Why he is careless? That's how he is. But how do we correct? You need to bring the rod of correction to bring correction in his life and in her life. You know, once we do that, they'll be able to come out of it. But we need to work on them. We can't just neglect them. We can't just ignore that foolishness. But we need to work on their lives. Because it is very, very important. You don't need to leave them continuously in this irresponsible. Because they never, they will recover from that. But you need to work on them. Children are struggling with this. They don't know how to get out of it. Parents, we need to make that happen. Number three, laziness. Don't leave a lazy child lazy. We need to continue to work on their life. How do we work on them? Assign some responsibilities. Evaluate what they have done. And encourage them for their achievements. And sit with them, work with them. And find their difficulties in what areas they have difficulty. 
because they are spending 85 percentage of their time precious time with you at home and you are the most responsible you cannot blame the teacher you cannot blame the pastor because they are or you cannot blame the daycare leader no you need to you need to as parents you need to work in their lives laziness you need to teach them if you are lazy today what will happen to you proverb 12 24 says the hand of the diligent will rule but the lazy man will do will be put to forced labor children they don't want to go to school they don't want to study they want to go go to work now when they start you know becoming teenager they they just start get some summer job or just part-time job once they see the cash flow in their hands they want to work they don't want to go to school children you cannot make them parents you cannot make them lazy you need to teach them if you are lazy today you will suffer because you will be put into the forced labor that's what scripture says and we need to teach them number four this is most common among our children worldliness our children they want to see they want all that they see anything they see they want it they want it you know at times they want to do the wrong things because their friends are involved in the wrong things they want to enjoy the pleasures of this world by doing wrong things and they most of the time they struggle because they compare their friends and they say my friends are doing this and you parent you are not allowing me to do you know that's where they struggle worldliness comes in their lives scripture says in first john chapter 2 verse 16 for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but of the world as parents we need to guide them we need to teach them what is right what is wrong and we need to encourage them to do the right things otherwise if you are inactive if you are not working with our children eventually they will do the wrong things there is no way they can do the good things in their lives it's a responsibility of the parents to work in their lives so these are the struggles that children are going through now let's talk about what are our precise responsibilities number one responsibility we need to ensure safety and protection of our children safety and protection are very very important first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 says but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever did you read that word shall we read that together if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household he has denied the faith in God and is worse than an unbeliever that scripture simply says you cannot say that I go to church I take the Bible in my hand I go and preach the gospel and share the word what about your child are we taking care of our children if we are not taking care of our children Bible says your situation is worse than an unbeliever this morning now caring for our children their safety and their protection is very important there are so many dangers from outside and as parents we need to protect them we need to protect them there are so many dangers inside impulsive the way we react to our children there are so many dangers within the, inside the house there are assault happening to our children within the house there are abuse happening to children there are blame games happening between parents and children there are shouting and yelling so much is happening within the house and word of God says we need to take care of our family our children number one responsibility we need to protect 
our children number two we need to treat them properly we need to treat them in a proper way you know this is very very important we need to treat our children in a proper way you know relationship doesn't come just like that we cannot expect your child to be good to you one fine morning no it will not happen that way it has to be worked upon it has to be developed it has to be built up in their lives you know just as we say simply just having multiple children or one child is not going to make you as a good parent for the same reason as having a piano really doesn't make you a pianist no we need to work we need to work in their lives Ephesians 6 4 says listen to this and you fathers especially it is told to fathers I don't know why it's not to the mothers you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord it says fathers do not just make your child angry fathers do not provoke your child to wrath you know if this scripture alone is understood in the families so many problems between child and parent relationship will be settled this will prevent certainly the blame game that is happening in our families blame the child and child blame the parent and we need to discipline our children but we need to do that with love we need to do that with affection we need to do that you know objectively we need to do that with an idea of you know building their future we don't want to just uh, you know uh, uh, punish them or we don't want to discipline them bit with bitterness god expects us to treat our children in a proper way number three we need to ensure an emotionally good climate good atmosphere at home and this is very very important parents are you listening to me this morning your child should be in a come running to your house after school or after work it should be willing to come back to home at any moment you know today if you look at the child you know she says that i don't want to go home i just want to you know be here for some more time then i'll go late i hear people i hear children telling me I don't want to don't go and drop me now and just want to hang around here for some more time because it is good to be in the church drop me at the last not now I want to be here I don't want to be at home we need to ensure a good environment an emotional climate for our children you know that's where they learn good things that's where their habits are nurtured their spiritual life is nurtured there is an open discussion at home between your child and yourself you know parents we need to nurture this we need to inculcate this every time you know many times the home atmosphere is stressful for the children it is too much for them to handle because they need to concentrate on their studies and they don't have time to concentrate on their studies and when they are sitting and concentrating on the studies parents will say that why are you sitting all the time they are stressful most of the time you know God is repeatedly telling the children of Israel you need to teach your children about how God Almighty brought you from Egypt to, your, to, 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 to the land of Canaan. We read that in Exodus 13.8. Exodus 13.8, God says, And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me 
when I came up from Egypt. They were asked to observe the, 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 the festival of unleavened bread. And children will ask, why are you doing this? What are you doing this? Why you want to worship God? Why you want to read the Bible? Why you want to study? Why you want to go to church? Why you say that I can't do all this, this, this things? And as parents, we should be responsible to tell them, this is the reason. This is the reason because God asked us to do this. God said not to do this. This is the reason God wants us to, as parents, we need to sit to the Bible and teach our children. That's what God expects. Number four, responsibility as parents we have is we, they, we need to in need of, you know, kind of feeling wanted. A need of feeling wanted should be there at our home. Children need to know that they are loved. Children need to know that they are important. Children need to know that they are part of the family. Children need to know as they grow up, they are part of the decision making. We don't want to do anything just, just suddenly off the way. And then, then later tell our child, we need to just try to involve them in, the, in, in everything that we do. In Titus, Paul is writing to Titus, Titus 2.4, that they admonish the young women to love their husband and to love their children. The older women should teach the younger women to love their husband and also to love their children. Children are very important. They need to be loved. They need to have an environment where they feel that they are wanted. You know, at times we consider children as a nuisance. You know, when we are busy with something, they come in between. And we consider them as a nuisance at times. And you know, those kind of children, they hate being with the parents when they grow up. That's the reason we see majority of the children leaving from home at the age of 18. But God has given us a responsibility. This morning we are talking about number five. They need direction. They need direction from you. Before they get direction from the teacher, from the pastor, from someone else, they need direction from you. You know, that's the reason scripture says in Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So scripture for parents. And what of God says, train up a child in the way he should go. You know, when children are born, they do not know what to do. They don't have an idea how to come up, how to grow. As parents, we should direct them. You know, if we are not directing them, they will get the direction from somebody else. And that may not be the right direction. So as parents, we should direct the child. Do this. Do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, that kind of directions. And the reason why you need to do this, why you are not supposed to do this, need to be given from us. So parents are responsible for this. Number six. The need of confidence and trust for the children. You know, we, God wants us to trust our child. God wants us to trust our children. You know, most of the time we don't trust them. We don't give responsibilities by trusting them. But God wants us to trust our children and give responsibilities to them. Because they are able to do. Many times, you know, they are potential. They are capable of doing certain things. And the more we trust them, we see at times, the more they will be willing to handle responsibilities. The more we give, trusting them that they will be able to do it, and they try to be faithful to you because they know that you are trusting them. Luke chapter 16 verse 10. 
Luke chapter 16 verse 10. I'm reading it from the NCV New Century Version. Whoever can be trusted with a little can also be trusted with a lot. And whoever is dishonest with a little is dishonest with a lot. Give a little work to your child and trust him or her in that. And we see they coming up to your confidence and to your trust. Finally, children need a healthy communication at home. <coughs> children need a time that parents sit with the children and talk. And for that, one thing that we need to learn as a parents, parents need to be of good listeners. You know, if parents, we are not listening to our parents, somebody else is going to listen to your child. If we don't listen to what our children are telling us, someone else is going to listen to our child, which we don't want. You know, not listening to our children is just ignoring them. We are not considering them as important. And God wants us to listen to them. Complained of many children, <coughs> my parents, they don't listen to me. Complained of teenagers. My parents, they don't listen to me. My dad wants me to do what he wants me to do. There is not even a single option that I can raise my voice. I can, I have, I can, I can tell something, my opinion. No, my opinion is not asked at all. He wants me to do. How long you want me to do this? No, I find, I try to find a way out. I heard that last week from a child. James chapter 1 verse 19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift, means faster, to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Can you read the scripture? James 1.19 with me. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Listening is a habit that we need to develop. I have seen many matured men and women they can't just stop their mouth. They keep talking, talking, talking. They can't just shut their mouth. They keep talking. You know, if in a homely situation, if as parents, if we keep talking, there is no option for our child to talk anything, say anything. And word of God says, you need to really shut your mouth and you need to hear what your child is telling you. And don't get angry, just hear. Just try to understand her point of view, his point of view. Need for healthy communication is very, very important. And this morning we are trying to do all this because we need to protect our family because the attack is so much on our children, through our children into the family. And finally, I would like to close with this scripture. Word of God is very clear. Word of God says, if we forget God, God will forget. God will forget our children. If we forget God, God will forget our children. Many children are suffering. Many families are suffering today. The reason is the parents. When they were given an opportunity to follow God, they forgot God. They forgot God. Everything seems to be good now when we forget God. When everything seems to be good. But there will be a time your children will be forgotten. You know, some parents ask me, why it is important that, you know, you need to come to, every Sunday morning I need to come to church. I tell them, for your child. 
for your children for the benefit of your children for the blessing of your children if you don't come he doesn't have that practice he doesn't know how to when to come to church why you should come to church in fact some of the houses the children are telling him sunday morning dad it is time to go to church can we go to church today dad says no 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 today we cannot go i can't handle you i am busy what of god says if you forget god god will forget your children you shall we read that scripture from hosea chapter 4 verse 6 you know this is important i believe all that i said this is what is important for parents hosea chapter 4 verse 6 what of god says god says in fact my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge knowledge is the word of god i also will reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your god i will i also will forget your children in the old testament we know the priest by name eli he forgot god in his life because he was just behind the food he won the fattest portion of the sacrifice for himself he did not care about others he did not care about god that's supposed to go as a sacrifice a sweet aroma in the presence of god but he instructed you need to bring the fat portion of the sacrifice for me and he ate that fat and he became fatter and fatter and fatter and he is sitting there children are living in disobedience word of god is very clear if we reject the law of god god will reject our children you know this is something that parents we need to be very serious with you know today the relationships between parents and children need to be protected is very very important and not the children but as parents we have a major role to play because they do not know they will just go in the direction that you show to them and as parents it is important that we make sure that the relationship is protected as they grow up even they go to university even they get married children parent relationship need to be protected because all the effort that we take today all the toils that we make today is for our future generation is for our future generation nobody will deny i don't care about my child i will just leave and go nobody will say that all of us will say i want my child to come up i want my son to come up in his life i want my daughter to come up in her life and this morning god is telling you that you cannot forget god you cannot forget his laws they are so important shall we close our eyes hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to pastor balan swaminathan at balan at hipm.org god bless you